This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. What's up? It's your boy Kells back again with another episode of the Culture Martyrs Podcast. Happy March 18, 2020. Yes, I'm still alive and kicking. Um, coronavirus is uh, is not taking me out just yet, and I'm, I'm going to fight to the end because I'm a damn rene- renegade, goddammit, so it's not going to take me out without a fight. Uh, it's been some wild times uh, since, you know, we were last, we last touched down and spoke, Um yeah, coronavirus is is, is the, the buzzword that's happening right now. Not really even buzzworthy. It is literally fucking up our country and the world. And um, there's little to nothing we can do about it. Um, but the good news is, like I said, I am here and I'm going to get us through this um, one episode at a time. Uh, today, you know, because I can't really get out and do any interviews, I got my homeboy, a special guest, U.S. Air Force active duty tech sergeant. Father of two, original Wild Bunch member, my good friend Michael Gator Carroll. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? Yeah, okay. How you doing? All right, how's things, man? How's how's uh, how's life been for you? Good, man. Uh, like you said, coronavirus. I'm pretty much stuck up here in Illinois. Um, family's down in Mississippi, so trying to get back to them, but uh, you know, taking it one day at a time. That's right. You just got back. You just got back from uh, NCOA, right? And for all of you listeners who aren't familiar with, um, with you know, military training and stuff like that, that's non-commissioned officer school. Um, that's where uh, it's like the mid-tier um, NCOs, non-commissioned officers, uh, go for that extra leadership training. So Mike was just down there, and uh, you were in Texas. I was in Texas, uh, the lovely Shepherd <laughs> in Wichita Falls, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> about rough <laughs> <laughs> cool cool so the way i know i, I know mike and, and you know i call him gator too um he was part of the the wild bunch uh convoy crew and at the end of all my episodes i i shout out the wild bunch ride or die um he was a uh, my load master for for my for the crew when we were on that uh deployment uh back in 2011 2012 during the drawdown um when we were pulling everything out of iraq coming home and he's part of the team uh, my my extended family that is responsible for me being here, being able to get on the mic. So he did his job well, extremely well with the rest of the crew, and that's why you know I like to you know attribute their their professionalism and and, and the hard work they put in for me being alive and here today. So as always, I thank you uh, you know for for that and um, yeah. So from that, we will move on into the agenda. So so for this episode, we're going to talk um, you know. We're going to definitely talk Corona, but uh, Mike has a um, he has a story and, and he was on uh, he posted a video on Facebook uh, basically talking about, you know, people just slowing down and, and just thinking and, and just being a little bit more self-aware. And that's something that we kind of take for granted and kind of just overlook in life, especially today with, you know, the state we're in right now with coronavirus going on and just wreaking havoc on the world. Uh, people are panicking. People are afraid and rightfully so. Um 
You know, this is something that's of uh, biblical proportion, depending on if you believe or not. Um, and people are, are frantic and they're reacting accordingly. And, you know, they're buying up all the damn toilet paper. I can't even get I can't even get some angel shots off, man. So, I mean, it's it's serious. I went I went into the McDill um grocery store it's it's a commissary for for us but for the average person it's a grocery store a military grocery store thinking i was like yeah i got the inside scoop nobody's gonna come out here right and eh, wrong i go in there the cupboards were bare they took everything even the who hash so i mean they, <laughs> <Not> even, the <laughs> generic. even the generic was bought out man it was like a can of peas and stuff like that left but so again back to my point with mike like you know you went on there and just Telling people just to, to calm down and be be considerate of what's going on with people. And, you know, you're not the only one. And just, you know, and at the end, you spread the word of love and, you know, and knowing you as a person, you're a spiritual man. You even led our, our convoy crew in a couple of prayers before we, we got rolling. You know, I know you're, you're taking this and, and, you know, applying your faith over into your personal life. I know your daughter has some challenges. So Mike's going to talk to us about that. And then we'll get into, um, you know, the spring break down here in Tampa the never-ending party down on uh, Clearwater Beach and all the beaches down here and the coronavirus and the, the dumbasses that are out there partying like nothing's happening. So, And then we'll wrap it up. We'll do some shout-outs, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up from here. But I'm going to circle it right back to Gator. So, Gator, tell me about what's going on with you, man, and, and your family and, and um, you know how, how that's breaking down. Uh, yeah, so... Um you want me to go into to my daughter right now, or yeah, whatever you know. Hey, we're we're rolling, so however right, it flows. So, um, so yeah, so uh, you know, my wife Jody, uh, she, we got married back in two thousand nine. Been married for going on nine years this year, and um, you know, on on May tenth of two thousand seventeen, our world made a drastic change, and you know, we were. Uh, we had we welcomed our little baby girl, Taylee, and what happened after was something that completely took us off guard and everything. You know, you're talking about um, pushing through and and how we have to slow down and, and just take a take a second to think about uh, what everyone's going through. Um, and my daughter, she was born with what's called tetralogy of Fallot. You may know it. Uh, know the name of the disorder from Jimmy Kimmel's son, um, mm. Billy, who actually had the same condition. And he, he went into uh, the healthcare crisis that we face in the nation as well. Mm. Um, I'll stay away from, from that section and just go into what it did with uh, for us as a family. So she was born at, uh, at 6.57 p.m., um, the doctors were, you know, they, they were ready to get out of there and uh, little did they know they would not be leaving for quite some time after that. Mm -hmm. So she was born, um, everybody's doing, you know, stirring around the room. Uh, I'm in there. There's probably about at the time when she was born, there was probably only about four or five people in there, you know, typical stuff happening. And, uh, then we start getting the nurses coming over. Uh, they laid Taylor on my wife so they get some skin to skin and, yeah. and then they start kind of, you know, poking around, um, checking circulation in her feet, which is, I, I didn't know what they were doing at the time, but mm -hmm. I, I know that now, you know, checking circulation in her feet and everything. And a little bit less than five minutes after she was born, uh, they started noticing that she was turning blue. Um, they didn't tell us anything. They just kind of scooped her up mm -hmm. 
and and brought her over to a uh, the incubator where they were trying to work on her and and keep things calm in the room. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I don't really blame them for not telling us because they had no idea what was going on, let alone have trying to uh, calm us down at the same time. Right. So, you know, we're sitting there um, just waiting on them to bring her back and and so we could move on with the, you know, uh, having a baby. You know, she was our first one, so... Yeah. So um, that has to be finally, that has to no. be like crazy scary, man. Because I know, you know, you're you're already in a, a a situation where you're focused on your wife and and your and your baby being born, but then to have the complications after, and it, it's weird because the something similar, not, not to this extreme, but something similar happened that to my 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 son, my youngest, and it's like they pull him off to the side, and it's like everything gets quiet, and you start seeing them frantically working, and it's like they're not telling you anything, but you know something's not right. And so, yeah, man, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely know that feeling, man. And um, it's scary because you don't know, you don't know what's coming. Absolutely, and you know, we after they worked on her for a little bit, you know, they were they were pumping oxygen to her uh, using the the handheld yep. um, O2 mask mm-hmm. and trying to keep her uh, blood saturations up because when she was born, uh, if anyone is familiar with it. She was in the forties and uh, between forty and seventy percent oxygen level, mm. which you're supposed to be at a hundred percent. But most of us operate in between ninety five and a hundred. Okay. Um, pilots, they were they were telling us, trying to give us a relation of, but pilots start to go hypoxic, which means that they can they start to get uh, delirious and can eventually pass out mm. from hypoxia. Uh, they start to get hypoxic at 85%. Oh, so man. that kind of gives you a, a range of where she was actually at. Shit. Um, wasn't doing good. And initially they thought that it was just a, a valve. There's a little valve in your heart that mm. uh, is supposed to just dissolve after you're born to where the blood will go to your lungs. Okay. Well, so they gave her some, uh, some medication for that mm-hmm. and they were like okay uh, nothing's happening so now we need to start calling in specialists and so slowly but one by one there started to be more and more people come into the room and so um we finally were just like what's going on mm-hmm. can y'all dude, tell me something so um that's when they kind of dis- uh, described to us the valve situation where uh, they, what they thought it was turned out to be something completely different. Hmm. And um, about two hours later, they put her into an incubator. And, man, let me tell you, that's one of the hardest things that you'll ever have to do. I don't care whether it's just to go up to a hospital in a different city overnight or for an extended amount of time. That's hard. Hmm. Like You're seeing your, your brand-new baby, especially as a first-time parent. Yeah. It's like... Dude, yeah. what, what are you doing? You're taking my kid away. What? And you know, you're just in your head. You're you're going through the questions of why. You know, that's the that's the biggest question we constantly had throughout is why. Yeah, you got this little, you know, beautiful baby that's new to the world and hasn't done anything. It's complete innocence, right? Yeah, you know, they have no idea what's going on themselves, and so you're just like, you know, take take me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. And so we were, um, 
we found out at six o'clock the next morning that she was suffering from uh, what I was was talking about earlier, tetralogy of Fallot. Hmm. And um, basically, what it is is it's a condition where four it it has four different occurrences within the heart. Okay, um, where your uh, the pulmonary valve is pretty much restricted, not letting any blood go out to the lungs. Oh man. Um, there's a hole in between the left and right ventricle. Hmm. Um, there's also what's called uh, hypertrophy of the right ventricle wall, and that just means thickening. Yeah. Um, and then also the aorta is uh, accepting blood from uh, from that hole. It's accepting blood from both the left and right sides of the heart, oh. basically, which gives the uh, the uh, infant or you know, newborn, the, the blue tent, uh, it's, it's what's called a tet spell. Okay. And so what happens is, is that you, they start turning blue because there's just too much blood and now it's being oxygenated through the lungs. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, and man, I'll tell you what, I, I learned a lot more about the, the heart throughout all this than I ever thought I would know. Yeah. I mean, who needs med school when you go through all that as a father? Cause you, you, you know, right. you are damn sure going to get down to the bottom of it and, and why, you know? So, absolutely. so let me ask you something. And, and this is back to, you know, your faith at any point and, you know, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but did you, did, did you ever question your faith during this? Was there, was there times where you were just like, you know what, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, there were several times, uh, you know, in the beginning, um, right before she went to the hospital down in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. um, she, we, you know, we prayed over her. We prayed over the medical staff that would that would care for her. We prayed over the pilot that was flying her down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we prayed over the whole team that was taking care of her because I mean, it was an extraordinary <laughs> team of professionals and. Uh, I, I don't know how they do it every day. Yeah. Um, if, if you're in that field and you're out there listening, thank you so much for what you do. Hmm. Um, because it's, it's times like this whenever you are uh, appreciated the most. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was about praying over those guys and we're going through trying to get everything squared away before we leave town for, you know, we, we had no idea how long we're going to be leaving town. So, we just had to get with some of the guys in our shop. And, um, I mean, they actually, man, they did so much for us. Uh, my military family at that time was, wow. Like, I, I feel like I owe so much to the military now. Um, it actually, it completely turned my, my, mil- my view on my military service around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll get in more to that a little bit later, but, uh, but yeah, so we packed our stuff up. We were thinking they said to pack up for about a week to two weeks, and uh, we were like, "Okay, you know, that's that's fine. We'll uh, we'll get what we can, hmm. and if we need anything else, we'll just buy while we're down there." So we um, we go down and drive four hours. And by the way, uh, this is twelve hours after my wife had just had a baby. Oh man. So like so she's this, taking yeah. a four hour trip and any woman out there is going to tell you straight up. She's a superhero. Like at that point she is straight up superwoman, hmm. wonder woman, whoever your favorite <laughs> super, uh, you know, insert here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's who she was like, she was, I, I could not believe how, how well she was holding it together. Yeah. 
and you, um, you know, and and you know, your wife, she's a she was a com, uh, convoy warrior as well, and and um, so yeah, you, yeah. you know, so she's she's cut from a different cloth like the rest of us, and you know, I, tell me about how was it because you know she she did just have a baby, right? So not only was the fear there, but her her emotionally she wasn't all there, you know, still trying to get back, and then you know, physically as well. So tell me, how was it where you had to care for her as well and, and then keep focus on your child? That was a challenge. Um, now, not not her specifically, but at this at a, at a time like this in a family, um, you're, the dynamic of the family really shows itself. And you're either going to – it's either going to destroy your family or it's going to bring you together mm. and – everybody's going to come together and, and make sure that the family survives through this. Um, well, we were, you know, we were the ones that, that thrived off of this. Uh, we had to make a decision on whether one of us was going to go in, a, in the helicopter or the airplane, whichever they decided to take. Hmm. Um, we had to decide on whether we we're going to stay with each other or stay, you know, one of us go with her, yeah. uh, with Haley. Uh-huh. We decided to stay together the reason we did that is because, and it, it was not a decision we took lightly either. Um, the reason we decided to do that is because we wanted to make sure that the medical team could do whatever they needed to without us getting in the way. Yeah. You know, um, the last thing they need is, is a parent getting in the way of, of them because their child, their newborn child is crashing and now the parent is hysterical. So yeah. that's kind of what was going through my head. Yeah. Um, but emotionally, man, both of us, it, it wasn't just her. It was both of us, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. going back and forth. Uh, if she was, she was crying one minute and, um, and I would be, you know, saying, Hey, we got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next minute, uh, I'd be crying. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. Um, you know, it's just we turn into wusses, man. We have kids, you know, because <laughs> we, we we do some we do some cold blooded shit to each other, man, and, and and joking and stuff. But it's all out of love. But when you introduce those kids, man, it's 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 a different ball game. And um, the hardest dude, man, you you will you will soften up when you got those kids involved, especially little girls, man, especially little girls. So, but um, I can't. I just I can't believe some of the stuff I do. I'm like, man, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, did you ever take time for yourself, like just to kind of take a, a step back and just kind of refocus and get back in the game? Um, I did. There was actually uh, I I, I got to give a shout out here to Ronald McDonald House too, man. Mm. Um, I, that's that place is very special to us because they helped us out with a, um, you know, in a, a very hard time. And they gave me a spot to, to separate myself from what was going on. You know, I'd go and uh, I actually have like a, a 32 page uh, journal on everything that happened and, and what went down mm. and while we were in Salt Lake city. Um, and so that was a time that I took for myself. Um, one of the, one of the hardest things for me to answer and uh, hardest things for me to, to ask myself and reflect on was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, was the, you know, there was a point where I was so mad about it. Um, I was mad that, that this happened to her and 
I kind of wondered if if it would be easier for us to be able to hit like a reset button and if we would if we could just start over with a quote unquote normal child mm. um, I, if you ask me that question again today I, there was no there's no doubt in my mind right I would do everything the same um, because she has taught us so much uh, mm. especially through adversity you know facing adversity mm. this is something that's taught me how to deal with different things especially what we're facing right now you know uh, yeah that all around the world, people are separated from families, separated from loved ones, um, you know, whatever it, the case may be. Having a, you know, some people actually having to bury their loved ones because of this uh, new, just unheard of yeah. virus. Yeah. Um, and so the adversity part of it, that it definitely, definitely helped me out. And taking time to myself, um, yes, I, I mean, there were several times I, I, we also made friends with some people while we were down there that, mm. that were going through something similar. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was a, another <clears throat> blessing in disguise, you know, where, where we actually were able to find somebody to, to be able to go through the experience together with. Mm. And, um, and it, it really helped out because we were both like, you know, big, just straight up wusses. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. time, you know, and, uh, but it made us stronger. You know, we came out on the other side and, and we were, so much uh, stronger than we ever could have even imagined being hmm. before, you know. So, um, so yeah, there. It, it just, I don't know. There's several poems out there. Like uh, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, the poem "If" hmm. by uh, Robert, Rudyard Kipling. No, uh, Jungle Book, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he also, you know, he wrote some other ones that. I mean, and if is a very well-known poem about uh, going through adversity. It's been used by by several different you know keynote speakers, things like that. Um, okay. Used a lot of times in uh, in these motivational videos. One of the lines in it says, "If you can meet triumph and disaster, and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth, you've spoken twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools." Or watch the things you gave your life to broken, and stoop and build them, build them up, worn out tools with worn out tools, uh, and in several other different lines like that. Mm. You know, it's just like, man, uh, you know, we all live these things, no matter whether it be something as profound as having your daughter born with a uh, congenital heart defect, daughter mm. or son, or it's something you know. Um, that you might think is is less profound, you know. It that's the thing about adversity is that we all face it in a different way. We all face it the way that we know how to, and there's no right or wrong way to do that. Hmm. You have you have your own way of of facing these things, and that's something that I've actually you know been kind of reflecting on lately. Is it yeah, somebody might perceive their their problems as extreme, and you might perceive them as um, as you know minimal. Minimal, right? But you know what? If that if they're perceiving it that way, then dang it, it is. Yeah. It's it's completely that way because you have no you have no gauge on what they're feeling and what they're going through right now. They may have this may be the first big problem they're facing in their life. Mm. Your your job is as a leader 
is to be there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you, you said that you would touch on your work family. So, you know, yeah. the, the, your world was falling on, falling down around you. You know, you had to <laughs> take care of your, your daughter as well as your wife and still balance a job. You know, I'm sure they gave you some time off to handle all of it, but tell me a little bit about your work family and, and how they came in and, and helped you guys out. Man, my work family, um, I, I can't say enough about them. You know, um, my first sergeant at the time, um, that was uh, my sergeant Gooding. Um, and, man, he, he was there for us on a, in a huge way just because, you know, we had no idea. He, he just basically kind of disappeared into the background and said, don't worry about it. Um, we're going to figure this out. Let us do that work. And then you go and take care of your daughter. Hmm which was huge, you know, uh, not only him, but, uh, you know, I've got, I had a few people in my shop that were, uh, that helped me out. And, you know, I, I had to apologize to, to one of the guys because man, I came back and, and my yard was, it's not how I would have left it, but it was there, yeah. you know, like I, I had to tell them a, a few years later, I was like, man, I treated you like crap after you took care of my, uh, after you took care of my house, my yard, mm. you know, you guys came together and took time out of your schedule to, to take care of things that I could not take care of. Yeah. And, you know, um, so I, you know, I had to apologize to him cause I, I kind of, I kind of razzed him a little bit about, uh, you know, finding somebody else to mow my yard. <laughs> oh, you went that route, man. Oh, man I, I did it. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but you I, know, you that's know. probably, you were probably stressed out, man. You know what I'm saying? You were probably stressed out and it's just, I don't think you were trying to be an asshole. It's just, you were stressed out, man. You just lashed out, you know, and just trying to vent and it just came out the wrong way. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I would just constantly joke with him about it and say, oh man, I guess I need to find somebody else in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he's, I mean, we, we went back and forth with it, but, uh, all in all, like I, I can't tell you how important that was at that time in my life for all those people. I, you know, it was it was four people total that um, you know they took care of my dogs, they mm. took care of uh, of my watching my house, you know, my yard, everything, um, anything we needed. You know, they even uh, they even came down and you know because. It, as you know, May 10th is, is around the time of Mother's Day, yeah. and this is my wife's very first Mother's Day on top oh, of everything yeah. else going on. Yeah. And she's sitting there in the hospital watching her baby girl, like, hooked up to these monitors. I mean, she's got she, – she literally had IVs going in her neck. She's still got a star on her neck, yeah. in her neck, in her head at one point, mm. uh, all in her belly button, in her feet, in her hands. I mean, everywhere. Mm. Uh, had tubes coming out of her chest. Her chest was still cracked open from the surgery. Um, and, you know, that that was uh, one of the, um, I say one of the coolest things that I experienced, uh, not meaning that it was like, oh, man, everybody come check this out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, one of the coolest things that I saw was I got to see my, my daughter's heart in the rarest form. Mm. Like I literally got to see her heart beating in her chest. Uh, because they were you're changing out the bandages and everything yeah. and I was able to actually see it and I'm like dang man yeah. like that it's it's like 
it's so small. I don't know if you've ever seen a chicken heart. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about that size, you know. Uh, hers was swollen, so it was a little bit bigger. But, you know, um, and you start to think about the fact that these doctors, these specialists, wow. Yeah. Had to operate on four different things in her heart to try and correct them. And uh, I actually was able to keep a piece of the patch that they put in her heart. Oh, um, wow. So yeah, that was that was pretty neat. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, military family, straight up, I thank you, you know, mm. like that because there's no there's no words that I can say. Uh, all I can say is thank you and express my gratitude uh, through service for others. Mm. You know what I mean. So moving forward, um, you are. Well, your daughter, I mean, I've seen you posted pictures of her, you know, and, you know, talking about, you know, hey, our, our miracle baby and stuff. Well, are you doing anything or, or anything to bring awareness to this this um, this disorder or anything like that? Or are you pushing this? Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, about a week into our our stay at the hospital with Taylor, um, we you know, stressed out beyond belief and still trying to gather what tetralogy of flow was. Mm. And then, you know, they had, they had gathered blood whenever she was born and, and whenever they got, got her to the hospital um, and they were sending them off for, for testing and everything. Well, about a week after us being there, we, uh, we received word that there was a secondary diagnosis uh, of 22 Q 11.2 deletion. Uh, it's also known as that George syndrome. Hmm. At that point, I'm like, you know, you're just thinking, what else? What else can go wrong here? Why? Hmm. Why are you? Keep, why do you keep telling me bad news? Yeah. And I'm pissed off at this point. You know, like, and you asked earlier about my faith, shaking yeah. my faith. My faith at this point was like I was done. Running I'm on empty, done. huh? But God, I'm done with you. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That was tough. Uh, it was tough. No. Uh, excuse me. I, you know, it's even today, almost three years later. It it definitely still you, you can put yourself back in that position mm-hmm. where it's you know you feel those emotions again and again, and you know it's like golly. Um, and you know you talk about PTSD mm-hmm. and, and a lot of these people, and you, you know you you don't realize that it's actually extended beyond just the, uh, the wartime events and, and seeing, you know, messed up things mm-hmm. in your life. But it, you know, it applies very much to these, uh, these NICU parents. And, uh, and, you know, for us, it was SICU, cardiac, uh, ICU. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so the, the 22 Q, is something that, that we kind of face and, and we're still learning about that. Um, it's a very, it, it's on a spectrum kind of like, uh, kind of like autism is. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's known as a, a micro deletion, which is where the 22 Q 11.2 comes from. Um, it is a position on the 22nd chromosome and the 11th position on the 22nd chromosome and the second position on that 11th position of the 22nd chromosome. So, I mean, it's just, it's that small uh-huh. and it caused all these heart problems, all these things that, that have or you know are going on with Taylor. Oh wow! Um, and so we really uh, we really advocate for twenty two Q foundations all over the place. Um, 
or Dowdorge syndrome, uh, velocardiofacial syndrome. It has several different names because oh. several different symptoms arise from from the disorder. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, as for advocating for it, absolutely, we are uh, we are her advocate, and we realize that no matter what. We're we're all she has is in the way of a voice right now right. because you know she's uh, she's still having trouble learning words and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of goes along with the with the syndrome, um, but you know she's she's also teaching us so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I have never in my life had to. I never thought that I would learn so much from. Um, excuse me, in a newborn and an infant, you know, coming into toddlerhood now. And, uh, you know, she constantly teaches us things about, you know, not one, not giving up, mm. um, perseverance through hard times, you know, having that endurance to keep going at it time and time again. You know, uh, one of the things that we've been able to enjoy with this, uh, Syndrome is the fact that she stays in in each stage for longer periods of time, so we get to enjoy that a little bit more. That's good. So that's kind of a silver lining to it, uh-huh. um, and it helps out because now we got my son. And man, this dude! First off, the dude eats like <laughs> I, anybody eat. Like he is dude eating us out of house and home like a tank, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's something else, man. And seeing how fast that he's growing compared uh-huh. to. Um, His you know, the stages that Taylor has gone through is just like, oh my gosh, dude! Like this is why people say slow down. Yeah, yeah. You just want to enjoy it, and when a kid's developing at a, a natural state, then you really don't have time to sit down and enjoy it. So we we take every bit of this to heart, and we make sure that we appreciate the fact that you know God's given us this time to uh, to just. Um, experience yeah. everything about Taylor, mm. you know, and so we we love her. She's a she's a hoot, man. She's she's always cracking up, making like making weird sounds. I <laughs> some of the I can't even make some of the sounds she makes, but you'll just hear this random sound coming from the other room. And just like what? what was that? <laughs> like you know, so. And then now with her and her little brother, they're constantly cracking each other up. And man, I tell you what—that's the best. That's the best uh, sound you can ever hear is, is two kids just cracking up at each other. Yeah, kids are clowns, man. Like like my two little ones, and, and even my oldest one—he's a clown too. And and but my two little ones, man, it's just they are each other's best friend. And anywhere if one goes, the other one goes, and they'll boss each other and stuff like that. And but they'll defend each other, man, to the death. And and it's just it's it's funny, man. And and for me, what made me kind of take a step back recently and just kind of like observe and see what's going on in life is, you know, Kobe's passing, you know, how that happened and and just how unfair that just seemed. And it's like kind of makes you take a step back and look at, you know, what you're doing with your own kids. Are, are you really, really engaged with their growth and their development? Are you watching how these kids are growing and the things they're doing? And um, so I've just kind of in a sense, even from my retirement, just kind of been focused more on family and even more so after what happened with Kobe and his daughter and his family. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that, that drives it home. And yeah, you hit the nail right on the head, just hearing the kids laugh and, and, and goof off and stuff like that. And, you know, especially now that we're older, you know, it's, it's, it's been shoot almost, almost 10 years since we met. And, you know, we were in completely different stages in our lives when we met 
and now look at us, you know, family men and everything. And it's just, it's, it's different, you know? So, Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and you had a lot of naysayers out there, especially in the, the Kobe thing, um, where, you know, they're saying, Oh, why are you shedding such a light on this guy? And it's like, you know what, man, just take a second. Yeah, yeah. I understand that there were other people on that, mm-hmm. uh, on that plane, but he didn't just play basketball, man. He yeah. was an inspiration of people. Yeah. I, I like, I'll be honest with you right now. When, when some of your other episodes that you were talking to sports, I'm just like, I, I kind of glaze over cause you know, right. I'm just more, hey, go sports. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't really keep up with sports that much, but I can look at Kobe's life and, and see that, um, that he made an impact on a lot of people. He mm. wasn't just about basketball. He right. was, he was all over the place, man. It was, he was an inspiration to a lot of people and he helped a lot of people through hard times. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, so <laughs> with your daughter, so, you know, you said she's, she's, you know, active and stuff like that. How is she doing? I mean, you notice, you know, you said that, you know, uh, the growth and, and, and learning, you know, speech and stuff like that, that's a little, little delayed, but overall, how is she doing? Is she thriving like a normal toddler for the most part? And will she, how, I, I guess, uh, how will her quality of life be going forward? Oh yeah. So actually she is at a, um, at an appointment today in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Uh, She's down there partying, man. She ain't at no point. She's partying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure my, I'm sure my wife wishes she was was partying right now. Uh, no, they had to go in there with, you know, get the masks on. Of course, Kate, uh, here's a mask for your kids. If you want to put it on them, but (laughs) keep a a mask on a one year old. So, uh, but she is actually, she's 25 pounds and 33 inches tall now. So, um, She's still, you know, pretty small, but you know what? Uh, it was Shakespeare that actually said, "Though she, though she be uh, little, though she be but little, she be uh, she's fierce." Okay. So something to that effect. Um, and man, that actually the dude that I clowned on about my yard, man, <laughs> he's the one that uh, that actually started me thinking on that uh, for my daughter. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, when I when I saw it, I was like, dang, man, that's it's so true. Because she is. She's fierce, man. Uh, she's a warrior. We call her our, our heart warrior because, you know, she's she's done so much. She's fought so hard. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even know how hard she's fighting. Yeah. She has no clue. She's just like, whatever, man. I'm just living my life. <laughs> my Who's got ice cream? Who's got some ice cream? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, her thing is donuts, man. <laughs> So on Sunday at church, they have donuts. And literally, from the time she wakes up, she knows that it's Sunday, and she knows she's about to get some donuts. <laughs> so she wakes up, no nut, no nut. I'm like, huh? What are you about? And then to the whole way to church, she's like, donut? Harping donut. on the donuts. It's like, you and the donuts. What's what? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. So. Yeah. So at the end of the day, everything's going to be all right. You know, she's, she's, she's going to thrive and, you know, she will thrive. Um, you know, she might have limitations here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to have to get checkups every year. Yeah. Matter of fact, Sean White actually has, uh, the yeah. Thing. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. And you know, he's an, he's a huge advocate for the, uh, on the tetralogy of Falou, mm-hmm. the side of the house. And he's and an Olympian. So anything's possible, right? right? Yeah. So, so and, you know, that's something that's, I, I'm like, dude, that's awesome that we have somebody that 
that is in sports that has this same heart defect, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he, he shows, he's like, you know, I still go get my checkups. Uh, it's important to do these things. Make sure that you're staying on top of it because, I mean, once slip, you, you start uh, living your life in a way that is, is unhealthy and, and detrimental to that, that heart defect, you're, you're going to put your life at danger. Yeah. In danger, excuse me. And um, so, yes, I mean, she'll thrive. She has a potential to do awesome things. And that's one thing that uh, that me and my wife, actually, we constantly try to remind ourselves that we don't want this to be um, a crutch for her. Mm. And I don't say that with a negative connotation. No, no. Right? I, yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's, it's just a hiccup, but let's keep it moving and and yeah, like work from keep there. going, baby, because yeah. you you obviously don't know your own limitations, so you need to you need to discover and and explore those limitations. See what you can do. Right. Um, don't stop. Like, do not quit. That's the one thing I will always tell her is not to quit. Don't yeah. ever give up, because that's the only time you're going to fail is is whenever you 100 percent give up. Yeah. You know that that last ditch effort, and I don't care what it is. Whether it's just life in general, when I say you know, you're uh, when I talk about failure, you know, yeah, you might you might have experienced some failures in your life, but um, it's important to grow from from those failures and to learn something about it. You're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do it that way again yeah. because you know yeah. that didn't work that time. Trial and error, trial and error. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, she's a. Uh, straight up she is she's an inspiration to a lot of people that's cool that's very cool so well i appreciate you sharing you know sharing your story and it 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 obviously isn't easy but it's important that you know that you know i i have an understanding of it and then even more so that you know these listeners out here somebody may be going through the same thing or you know heaven forbid if they end up having to go through the same thing at least they have this knowledge and you know know that it's going to be rough but you'll get through it at the end of the day and, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll keep, keep it moving and with a, uh, obviously a better perspective on life and you grow and, you know, you grow with your family and, you know, all you can do is just be a good parent and guide your kids. So I appreciate that. Um, so shout out to, to Taylor and, you know, she is officially a marauder now, so she's on the crew. She's, she's wild bunch also. So shout out to her and, uh, you know, the rest of your family too. And, you know, so now we're gonna we're gonna lighten it up a little bit. I, I missed my icebreaker. I already know you, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and go into the icebreaker anyway. So, so Mike, you know, I gave him a selection of which which icebreaker he wanted to do. Right, I normally don't do this for the guests. I usually pick this, but because he's fam, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm, you got the choice of of the uh, one's got to go deck. You got a choice of the music deck. Or you uh, got a choice of this other deck we're going to do. And um, this is from the uh, Black Card Revoked uh, deck, the original flavor, first edition. All right, first edition. So with um, the Black Card Revoked, we played this on the uh, Don't Touch My Her uh, edition. And um, basically, it's all African-American-centered questions (laughs) for culture. And um, if you can't see Mike... He is a he is of the fairer pigmentation, but he is a, he is a, he is my brother all the same. So I got two questions for him. He's gonna do his best. He, hell, he might even get them right, you know, where other people couldn't. So I'm gonna go ahead and start off. So first one, first one. Here it is. 
when is a good time to start running? A, when you hear gunshots. B, when somebody else starts running. C, you're getting on mama's nerves. Or D, when daddy takes off his belt. I'm going to have to go with when you hear gunshots. <laughs> you know, I don't even really think there's a wrong answer. <laughs> so. Right, like all of those. I'm like, man, I'm going to run at all of those. Like, someone else is running, I'm not going back towards it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't you take active shooter training? Is that one of the things you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think there's a wrong answer because I would run too. But most people, most people would say (laughs) (laughs) it's either that or I would have selected when when everybody else starts running because you see people running like, yo, what the hell's going on? You want to haul ass, too. So I'm not going to run when when my dad takes off his belt because he's going to catch me. I got to come home. I got to eat. I just got to take the beating. All right. You got to take the beating. Or when you get on your mom's nerves, just I learned just to be quiet. Or you're going to get a beating or a smack. So it's just, (laughs) so it's A or B with me. (laughs) So uh, you you got that one right. You can't go wrong with that one. So, but this one, this one right here, question number two, there is a definite answer to this. All right. So here it is. According to Kanye, the Kanye West, Yeezus himself, who doesn't have the answers? A, Taylor Swift, B, Beck, C, Jay-Z or D, Sway? Oof. What was the uh, first and second one? Taylor Swift or Beck? <laughs> and this this was like this was like a huge moment on um in the media. Like Kanye lost his mind and just kept repeating, you don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. And he just kept saying it. I, I can't say who the, who he was saying it to because I would have given the answer, obviously. But Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it was not Taylor Swift. It was Sway from Sway in the Morning on Shade 4 5 Radio. Oh, I missed that. Well, g- hey, good news is you got one right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I could say, you know, you may not be black, but you you can, you can pass as, as dark or as light skin. So you got half the answer. <laughs> There it is. It'll work. So, <laughs> so congrats, Gator. You you officially are light skinned in the world. Uh, you know, at least to the culture marauders. So, there it is. So that's our that's our icebreaker game. <laughs> he he didn't fail miserably, but he didn't excel like I expected. So he's right there in the right there in the crease. So <laughs> so so what we got going on in the world, man? So coronavirus is 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 making is. is just leveling things, leveling our, our population on a global scale. So that that's happening. So are you quarantined up there in Illinois? Yeah, man. I, like right now, um, we're basically uh, shop is shut down to three people at a time. Jesus. Um, and I mean, right now I'm, I'm actually waiting on uh, some paperwork to get signed. Um, you know, hopefully pushing me down to, uh, to Keesler, my family, because mm. they're you know right now they're down at Keesler already, and uh, talk to leadership down there, and uh, which freaking awesome! I can't wait to work for those those guys. Um, but 
to see if I can go ahead and, you know, since it's a minimal risk, it's just me driving right. in my vehicle. I can make it down there. Um, hopefully we can get, get that waiver signed, you know, cause in the air force there's a waiver for everything. Right. Right. But in the military there's a waiver for everything, you know? Yeah, that's right. Even PT. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's, that's, I mean, and, and, you know, for those who don't know, Keesler is down in Mississippi. Um, so he's, he's going to be uh, stationed down there. He's, as you mentioned earlier in the show, he's in Illinois and then his family's down in uh, down in Mississippi. So hopefully he can get that waiver signed. They'll get him down. There. I don't I wouldn't see why not, man. Like you said, you said it's a minimal risk. It's just going to be you. You you got the dog with you, too. Uh, no, nah, she's already down there. Too. Oh, damn. Even the dog is down there, man. Yeah, you got to get down there, man. It's <laughs> you got to com- complete the fam. So so what um so where you're at up there, what, what part of Illinois are you at? Uh, called Belleville is just outside of St. Louis. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we were like 20 minutes away from St. Louis. Okay. So, so, so what's the, what's the environment like up there? I mean, have they enacted the, the shutdown yet or is everybody still just kind of doing their thing? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I don't feel like it's there that much of a, of a headache up here as it is like down the, the coastal you know, because like you know, all the, the Gulf Coast region, yeah. they're used to uh, preparing for hurricanes. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> get up in there!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell my, me about it. My cold paper and water <laughs> blast through here. Oh, got to stop by the liquor store. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it, because these these clowns down here, man. So it's spring break. Um, they've shut. They've already shut down University of South Florida. I think they've shut down school for the whole state. And um, yeah. but yet. Somebody sprinkled water on like one or two of these kids and there's like gremlins all over the beach. Like these fools are out here partying and they, they interview some 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 uh, some guys on the radio. and They're like, well, you know, you know, we can still party and have a good time and this and this. And and they're going to spread it. Right. So, you know, when you're young, spring breaking it up and, and you know what's going to happen, man. Some cats are going to be trying to get down and they're going to spread the cooties and then they're going to take it home and it's going to spread again. And it's like. I get it's your spring break, right? Two weeks. Just just hunker down for two weeks and just let's let's clear it up. And you got a shot. You got all summer to go out and, and try to chase honeys or try to get dudes and stuff like that. And, you know, it, yeah, it's just um, like, you know, it, it's crazy, which, you know, I haven't really seen a whole lot of of people. They, they've been pretty, uh, pretty good with being in compliance um, of the requests of government officials mm-hmm. and everything. And there's actually been quite a few uh, things that were canceled out here. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even stuff on into to May, I, I just got a text from my wife saying that, that our, uh, our half marathon, uh, that I so begrudgingly decided to do. <laughs> Your legs and feet and knees will thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is that she she decides that she wants to do it. So you're doing as it. a man, I'm not going to let my wife do it. Why not? You could be there holding the towel and, and hugging her at the end and all that good stuff. Hey, you're going soft, dude. You're going mad soft. <laughs> I, I, I was like, no, nah, you ain't. I, I'll be doggone if you're going to do a half marathon. And I'm not. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's all right she just uses his motivation there you so, go actually the step challenge too man like so which is a, another challenge right now you know you got uh, first off it's raining outside oh. here and uh second you know you, there's not very many places you go you can go so i'm sitting here walking around the people i'm staying with house yeah 
just trying to make my step count so I can beat her in the uh, step count, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, once everything normalizes, man, and I think once it starts warming up, I think once everything normalizes, hey, you can get back out there and uh, start getting them steps in. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so with that, I mean, so spring break, and you're talking about all the cancellations, man. I had to cancel – my kid, like my son and my daughter love wrestling, right? And WrestleMania was here in Tampa next month. And then they had like the whole week, like they do where they were doing Monday Night Raw here. They were doing Friday Night Smackdown. They were doing the Hall of Fame on Saturday and then WrestleMania Sunday. And, you know, however they were shaping it up. And we had SmackDown tickets for Friday. Done. It's, it's canceled. I mean, oh I'm getting the money back. Cool. But that's not the point, man. He's going to be so hurt, so disappointed. You know, oh, yeah. he might not even know. But the point is, it's like I can't, we can't take him. And, and <laughs> you know, and then Disney, Disney World shut down. It's like and that was another thing. We we're going to take him to Disney for his birthday. That shut down. And it's just, yeah, man, it's a mess. And we got Rolling Stones tickets for uh, July. Uh, I and, just saw that it was canceled this morning. Well, it was it was postponed. So we're still far enough out because, you know, those cats are old, man. They're going to get up on there coughing and wheezing. And eh, it's, it's not a good look for Mick and the yeah. gang, man. So I'm praying it doesn't get canceled. And then um, but if it does, I mean, we'll be refunded. But it's like it, it, it's really cutting into my, my my fun time, man. And I'm not liking this. So yeah, <laughs> it sucks. <It's> crazy. <laughs> Definitely. Clark Griswold saw this one coming. He <laughs> said like Clark Griswold. Yeah, uh, they went on the family vacation to, to Walt Disney World. Oh, the Wally World. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Was closed up on them. Wally World. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, you know, he went crazy and pulled out that, that pellet gun on him. <laughs> I'm not at that point yet, but I'm telling you, man, like. It's gonna be cabin fever, man. If they if they enact that lockdown, like I just like I didn't. We, me and you talked about this before we got on, but Florida yesterday at five o'clock on St. Patrick's Day, dude. That's like waking up on Christmas and you get like the one thing you really didn't want on St. Patrick's Day. They they shut down the bars and like the nightclubs on St. Patrick's Day at five o'clock in the after in the evening. They're like, oh uh, hey, the governor DeSantis has said that you know we're shutting down. I'm like. Biggest kick. Oh. And it's going to be chaos once this lifts because everybody's going to want to go out and relax, rightfully so. You know, everybody's going to get out and party and, and start living life again. So we're going to see a big old upswing in money being spent. And then we're going to see a lot of kids being born about nine, <laughs> nine months <Yep>. from now. <laughs> so I was like, man, I was more safe from that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Ain't no going back on that one. So, but, um, yeah, man. So uh, that's basically what's happening. We got Tom Brady. He's coming, but I saw that yeah. man. I was like, oh, he's probably gonna be happy about that one. <laughs> I, I hate Tom Brady because he's carved up my Colts for years. But I mean, it's cool. I actually get to watch him if the season happens. You know, it's just it's yeah. it's, it's, it's like right, yeah. small steps. So you yeah, know, it's like well, it'll get better. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. But um, so yeah, man, that's that's what's happening, man. And um, I appreciate you, you know, covering out some time. I, you know, I, and and most importantly, I appreciate your your support. You're one of the first ones to really support the show, man, and 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 push it. And you know, I'm glad you had time to to get on because we sure in the hell ain't doing nothing else. So no time better than the present. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been awesome to see your journey through this, and uh, you know, you going out to the convention, um. Uh, a couple months back or last month sometime mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know, just growing and learning new things. Uh, man, I, hats off to you because I, I gotta say it, it's, it was scary for me even even to post that video online. That's the first time I posted something myself, uh, you know, just talking. Yeah, and and it's nerve wracking because you got all kind of people out there. That yeah, yeah, waiting, waiting, wait, wait. just coming to say something ignorant. Yeah, who's, who's coming up next? What, <laughs> what can we say about him? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's their job, man, the trolls out there. But, yeah, I mean, you know me. You know I like to talk, and I like to talk crazy. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how I am, man. But, like, I, I definitely appreciate it. So, so yeah, that's that's the episode, man. So, here it is. So, you know, we talked about, you know, your your daughter, uh, Taylor's journey, you know, with the uh, with her heart defect and, you know, how you supported your family. You, you know, shout out to your wife, you know, your, your family and your work family. And, you know, just you holding down the family, you know, that that's big, man. And like I said, it's 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 definitely not an easy thing to talk about, especially when it comes to the kids, um, you know, but I, I, I my hat's off to you for champing through, man, and, and just being that 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 rock for your family. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad everything is, is working out and, you know, she's she's thriving and your family is is living and, and doing well. So just got to get you down to get you down to Mississippi and all is right. So. So talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the coronavirus, just touched on a little bit. I mean, we're getting beat over the head, but with the media all day, all night with it. So just what's happening down here in Tampa with the, the, the knucklehead spring breakers and then, you know, you up north. And that, that's that's about it, man. And, and shh, dude, we talked for about an hour. <laughs> so, to, <laughs> you know, so but it, it's been good, man. It's good catching up with, with family and um, just just chilling. So you got any shout outs? Any, anybody you want to shout out? Um, I, I definitely want to give a shout out to my wife, Jody. Um, you know, she has been like you were saying, she, she's been a rock throughout this entire process. You know, she's down there with the kids. She's been down there, actually since January taking care of the kids oh man uh, you know by herself you know acting like a single mom and mm-hmm. going to school getting her education there it is I that's mean, good knocking it out good um, good I don't think she really realizes how much she does for the family um, so I, I definitely want to give a shout out to her um, shout out to all my my military family for sure um, you know uh, Nick Gerald Kirsty. All you guys who helped me out during the uh, during our time taking the, uh, taking Taylor to the hospital, as well as you know my my uh, mom and dad and, and brothers as well, they've supported me and, and have been a, a just a beacon of success to for me to try and emulate. So nice, nice. That's uh, well said. So anybody else you wanna you wanna shout out or you know anything else? Um, definitely the uh, the 22Q community out there. Um, you know, if, if you don't know what it is, it's it can be scary to Google it. But um, you know, if you and if you're going through it, there's several support groups out on on Facebook. You can reach out to um, if you if you need any of those resources. Any of those resources, hit me up. Um, I'm just Mike Carroll on Facebook. Um, and then on Instagram, I, I kept it just about as a simple Mike.Carol <laughs> on Instagram is my screen name. So um, nothing too difficult. Hit me up. All right. So that's where we can find him on social media. Get that information, y'all. Information is free and it don't hurt nobody. So definitely, uh, definitely do that. So uh, my shout outs as usual. You know, I, I want to shout out to my family and my friends, all the supporters out there um, who, you know, who, who 
listen, you know, it's like, I'm just a, a guy with just an opinion, just like everybody else in the world. But I appreciate y'all, you know, listening to what I have to say, supporting the show and, um, you know, giving me good content, good things to talk about. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to the uh, doctors, the nurses, and uh, specifically the public health um, professionals out there. We need y'all more than ever. And you really don't realize how much you need these people until shit hits the fan. Um, my wife is a public health professional out there and, you know, she's, she's out there on the, fr- on the front lines, you know, putting in the work, trying to get this thing right. So I um, also want to give a shout out to the service members out there still doing the job, you know, in the face of danger. This is a different danger. You know, you, now you don't have to worry about the enemy, you know, coming at you. Now you got to worry about catching this damn uh, these damn cooties out there. So, you know, I know you're locked down in a place you probably don't want to be on top of that. So, you know, keep your head up. If you can stream this, listen, if you want to get on the episode just to talk some shit, hey, reach out to me. We'll get you on the episode to get you through this until you can get back up on your feet and working again. And also uh, the service workers out there, you know, you guys are the unsung heroes. Y'all are out there out in the public daily, man. You know, the, the trash collectors and, and all those folks out there who appreciate what you're doing. And importantly, the teachers also, the teachers, are, yeah, y'all are on hiatus here in Florida, but... You know, the kids are coming back at some point. So I appreciate y'all. The ones that are, are doing the um, the distance learning, the online learning. Thank you, you know, for keeping the show going and not letting this disease slow it down. And, um, you know, all the people out there, the industry workers, you know, the bartenders and, and, and waitresses like there. Keep your head up. We'll get through this. I know we're going through some tough times. Um you know, but it'll it'll work out. We'll all be back out there and I'll be looking for uh, for a rum and coke from y'all soon enough. And then, um, you know. Hey, you can find us, Culture Marauders. You know, we're doing this, uh, trying to do this weekly now. So on Instagram, you can find us at the underscore culture underscore marauders on Twitter at the culture Mara one. And then on Facebook, uh, uh, the culture marauders. So check us out. We appreciate your support. And, um, you know, again, this is my homeboy, my brother, my convoy brother, Michael Gator Carroll. Um, again, that's it. <laughs> Ride or die, wild bunch. So, uh, with that being said, we're out. Peace.